0: Seeing out the old year with one final podcast, welcome to Hand of Pod. hear that incorrectly, listeners. Um, it's a Jew-tastic uh, episode of Hand of Pods this evening in the final, well, the penultimate day. Uh, oh, no, I guess the final day is just starting now because it's sunset um, of the current Jewish year. I'm joined, I'm Sam Kelly, I'm not Jewish, but I'm joined here by a Jew, Andres Bruckner. Hello, Sam. How are you? Welcome, Andres. I'm not trying to Thank out you or anything just to case we have any neo-Nazi I, I
1: am a, a bit Jewish, I could say, because I am, but
0: uh, I am aware of that. The number of
1: the uh, in the terms of the calendar of the years that we are coming to, but uh, I'm not fond of all of the traditions that of the Jewish, uh, if a normal Jewish should should follow. So I am a bit Jewish, I would say.
0: Indeed. Uh, and a little bit later, you hopefully won't hear her if I um, edit this correctly, but we will be joined by my girlfriend who's also Jewish and who might be cooking during the last part of the show because tomorrow night. Wednesday night, as uh, many of our Jewish listeners will be aware, is Jewish New Year. So it's it's her job as the woman, apparently, to cook for her Jewish family. Um, And that's what they do. Anyway, uh, we are going to talk about Argentine football rather than Jewish traditions over the next 40 minutes to an hour or so. We think it's going to be a fairly short episode this week. Um, Let's get started by telling you the results from the weekend just gone. In the Superliga, they went as follows. Tigre won... Patronato 3 and Colón nil Estudiantes nil on Friday night. On Saturday afternoon Argentinos lost 2-1 at home to Belgrano Defensa Justicia lost 3-1 at home to Unión and Newell's Old Boys got a home victory 2-0 against Olimpo. There was a 1-0 win for San Lorenzo at home to Arsenal and a 1-0 win away for Lanús against Independiente thanks to a Controversial late penalty. For Not so in terms of the penalty itself. No, it was more controversial in terms of it being Hernan Denis and, and yes. uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the penalty itself was was fine, yes. as we will discuss in a minute. Yes. Um, Sunday morning, Tasheris and Veles Well, Sunday morning slash afternoon because it kicked off at eleven. Um, Tasheris and Velas played out a nil-nil draw in Cordoba, and then in the afternoon, Atlético Tucuman and Chacarita Juniors drew one-one in Tucuman. Banfield beat Racing one-nil at home. Boca Juniors got a 4 1 home win over Godoy Cruz. Uh, River Plates Reserves got a 3 1 win away to San Martín de San Juan. And on Monday, it was Gimnasia La Plata 1, Huracán 3, and Tempele 1, Rosario Central 1. Before we go any further, since we already mentioned the penalty, we may as well start by talking about Independiente versus Manus, which was a pretty uh, sort of not maybe quite as good as the game had promised to be but it was it was alright yes uh, there was some emotion as, as you
1: said that you mentioned uh, with last minute penalty uh, considered to Lanus awarded to Lanus yes the, 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 if you talked about in the middle, Linus, before Lanus uh, beforehand it would have been a, a better match than it finally was mm. but uh, and especially it wasn't because Lanus was More on the second leg of the quarterfinals of the Copa Libertadores than in that match, and Independiente was perhaps more, even playing also Copa Sudamericana, not Libertadores but Sudamericana, trying to win at home, and that penalty meant was with Independiente, of course, looking for the late goal and as a counterattack, Danus I think it was Alejandro Silva with a magnificent pass to uh, Lautaro Acosta who was of course uh, kicked no uh, or touched uh, or bring brought down by yeah, by brought down. yes Campania the, the goalkeeper and well yes the controversial part is that Herman Dennis, former independent striker was the one uh, in charge of that penalty and yes he scored it and, and he was about to celebrate it and finally he reminded him the one who, who received the goal was Independiente and uh, asked and and said it was like this like
0: uh, yeah asking for forgiveness yes yeah he said after the game to the television cameras that he has um, enormous um, affection for Independiente as a club um, and that the the chants against him didn't bother him at all the chants against him of course largely led by the brava with whom he had something of a falling out when he was mm-hmm. there um, but yeah that was Lanús Independiente Independiente actually fielded a fairly strong lineup. Um, obviously we, we mentioned last week that last week was the second leg of their Copa Sudamericana tie against Atletico Tucumán and they went through um, I'm not sure when the next the quarterfinals begin but it won't be this week because we're watching more second legs of, of the uh, round of 16 again um, this week as well as Estudiantes against Nacional of Paraguay in fact is on right now as we record Nacional 1-0 Yes, well, on we first know. Leg um, yes well,
1: Nacional one uh one nil uh, in, the, in the first leg. And what we know is that the, the rival of Independiente will come from this, mm. leg, from this uh, draw. And then if Independiente and Rasm go through uh, the second, uh, the next uh, round, they will f- face each other in the semi-finals.
0: They will. And we will talk about yes. how possible that is um, yes. a little bit later, partly because we had a listener's question along those lines. And partly because... Um, well, we're going to start off talking about the league. But anyway, in the Beniente field at a fairly strong 11, as I say, but I think they were perhaps a little bit tired still after that midweek exertion and, and the emotion of getting through. Um, three big points for Lanús. Elsewhere in the big five, um, well, the other main continental story to talk about, in fact, because it's the only um, one of Argentina's continental um, representatives who hadn't played by the time I recorded my little post- full-time music bit with the scores last week were, of course, Riva Plate, um, who were away to Jorge Wielsterman on Thursday night and who, rather shockingly, lost 3-0. Um, I don't think the shock came so much in the defeat because, of course, Wielsterman had managed a, a home win against Atletico Tucumán in the previous round. We knew they were dangerous opponents, as we said last week. Um, but the margin of, of the defeat was was really something. Uh, Wielsterman scored fairly late in the first half if I remember rightly and then scored quite early in the second half and then River dominated the second half but couldn't put any chances away and Winsterman mm. grabbed a third right at the end um, on the balance of play I think it, River probably deserved an away goal, at least one away goal they didn't get it and that leaves them with a real mountain to climb in the Monumental that is why, uh, that, that match is on um, Thursday night as is the second leg of San Lorenzo um, and Lanus who as you'll remember if you listened all the way to the end last week, San Lorenzo won the first leg of that 2-0 at home. Those are both on Thursday evening. Um, but that's why uh, River fielded a largely second-string team away to San Martín on Sunday. They looked good again, as they had done the previous weekend against Banfield. With that, Was that 3-1 or 4-1? 3-1. 3-1. 3-1. Um, with that one as well. Um, what did you make of it, Andres? R- Rafael Santos, Borre? Finally, well, he, no, sorry, it's not his first goal. Is he because he scored in Second, the Argentina? Yes, but it's against, his first um, against um, it, yes, the Tito. Yesterday,
1: the first one uh, was his debut in the net uh, with the Superliga. Mm. Uh, well, we had previous, previously the, the match for Copa Libertadores, in you which I, I think uh, that was a typical match in which a team was extremely accurate in in in, in the net, uh, scoring. Uh, well, almost with with the match, uh, in, was born at the se- sixth minute, I think, uh, after a yeah. corner kick. That's uh,
0: right, early in the first. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was close to one of the whistles. Thank you.
1: And then all of the pl- the, the the planification uh, of the match was uh, other because uh, even Gachardo admitted that uh, they they expected a more, a, a perhaps a longer match. With uh, River waiting for their opportunities, but not being. Uh, one nil down, uh, just in the beginning of, of the match. Well, that occurred, and that made River trying to be to 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 go and look for for the for the for the equalizer. But uh, Jorge Wisterman managed very well the, the counterattacks mm. with the, the 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 spaces that River left uh, when they looked looked for that goal. And uh, yes, it was a the typical match in which. A team goes for the equalizer and the and the rival that is uh, already winning the match uh, finally scores by by the via the counterattack and and I I was surprised because of the uh, good manage of the of the Bolivian team uh, of, of their attacks of their of their counterattacks with the, the accuracy they, they they manage them uh, and really yes uh, the, the 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 great difference it was already said but it's, it's true it's true that uh, the difference was in the accuracy. And River missed incredible opportunities, especially with uh, Nachos Coco, yeah. and the Bolivian side was uh, just the other
0: round. It was uh, the, the other big difference was that I think Thursday night was the worst that I can remember Jonathan Maidana playing yes. since he signed for River. Um, and he obviously wasn't in the, in the team. The, the only starters from Thursday night who were also in the team um, on Sunday against San Martín were Rafael Santos-Borre um, and Jorge Moreira was, wasn't he? Um, do you think any of the other players on Sunday have played their way into the team for Thursday? Or is that divide between 1st eleven and 2nd eleven for River just a bit too much for these guys who've just beaten San Martín to not be given a chance against, against Winston-Man?
1: Uh, you mean the, the if there is any, any player that played on Sunday that will be able to
0: yeah, I mean, if if I were Gachardo, I would be at least maybe thinking after the performance that he put in on Thursday of, of maybe uh, dropping Maidana and putting Barbosa in, for instance, as centre back. Um, and Barbosa looked, looked decent enough uh, against a team who are not as good as Jorge Wilsteman, obviously. Yes. Um,
1: uh, well, I, I didn't look so so good. I think Barbosa, there, well, if uh, perhaps because of the lack of rhythm that, I, that he <clears> had, he's not playing. Well, he's now playing. Uh, I think if, if River goes along in the in the goes through in the Copa Libertadores, he will play in the in the perhaps Superliga and Maidana and ginola um, in the in the in the Copa Libertadores. Uh-huh. But perhaps the lack of rhythm was something that uh, Barbosa suffered because I, at least I watched him uh, perhaps uh, a bit slow and, and not uh, arriving on time to the... To the Okay. To perhaps anticipate the the, the San Martin players, but well, it was my my opinion, and uh, I I think is there are clearly two teams in in the case of River there, are the, the the normal uh, starting eleven uh, players that go for the Coplayers others and the others that uh, play in the in the Superliga like for mm-hmm. example Ivan Rossi that I, I I I think he improved but I don't see him playing in a, in a in the main team but in the in, in an eventual uh, reserves team like, uh-huh. like the other
0: day I guess the players who are going to be between these two elevens most other than obviously Moreira who, who's a regular starter at right back to yes. the full team uh, would be maybe Nicolas de la Cruz who's looked really really decent in both the league games I've seen him in and also the left back Marcelo Saraki.
1: but de la Cruz didn't play the other day it, it, that's a mistake is it? he had a, a,
0: an injury and well a, 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 like a muscular Problem and he didn't play. Finally, I'm going to have to bring up the uh, proper stats page, but also Saraki, who definitely did play at left back yes. because he looks really good. Yes, um, maybe I, I don't know about putting him straight in on Thursday, but I think in by the turn of the year, I think he's going to be River's first choice left back.
1: Yes, he will have to wait whether River again uh, goes through or not because he will he will be okay to play in the semifinals, not in the quarterfinals because mm. the list of the Kovarietares was already closed when he came to the river.
0: Matias Mosha was the man who played instead of... um, Yes. uh, Cruz, you're quite right. Yeah, I'm I'm going to stop using Universal Football from now on because they keep on making mistakes like that. Uh, If you are after statistics, by the way, uh, the website that I've switched to, uh, the TN website... Uh, no politics happening in hand of Pod here at all we all know what well Argentines will all know what TN's um, political agenda is and whatnot. not uh, or will have varying theories about it uh, but their sports section has uh, data factory stats which are magnificent and they show the full 11s and average positions and um, possession stats and all the rest of it they're, they're, they're about as good as you can get on the Argentine Superliga so that would be uh, TN.com.ar and then click on Deportiva or something and you'll find the stats somewhere in there yes um, I recommend them to you. Um, anyway, next along the results list then for the big five would be, well, it has to be Bocca, who took on opponents who aren't really afraid of any of the big clubs anymore, haven't been for quite some time now, probably a, a decade or so. Um, well established in the first division, Godoy Cruz. They like to play at the moment getting the ball down playing it really nicely they like to play decent attacking football they did play decent attacking football for the first 20 minutes or so in La Momonera they took a lead um, a header from Leandro Galeano and then they got taken to pieces and lost 4-1 it was a really decent showing from Boca I thought
1: yes the, the, the reaction they had after receiving that goal should have perhaps uh, been or should have complicated the, 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 perhaps the structure of the team and finally uh, as, as I think, Paulo Perez said at the end of the match, that now that they have that they are the champions, there was a bag that they took out from their backs and they tend to play more more at ease, mm. like uh, to play with the, without that pressure that meant uh, not being the champions. Now they are, and they are playing. I, I think that 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 is uh, true because. Uh, after receiving that that early goal from from Galliano, they started playing more fluently and smoothly. Mm. With Pablo Perez, that I think he was the clearly the the, the man of the match, and he's look he's been looked by Sampdoria of course.
0: Yeah, he is, and I think deservedly so. And it has to be said as well that they're playing better football than they were last yes. season so far, at least against. You know, we've only seen them in three games, um, but they it looks more together. Um. and the detail that
1: uh, I think it's important mm. uh, that against Vélez I think it was, will be the fourth round yes I think it will be against Vélez on Saturday not on Sunday um, uh, Vichelmo and will, will be able to uh, build uh, the same team for fourth consecutive time and that's something
0: uh, that hasn't been occurring in the last time yeah, in the, in the last couple of years, really, for Bocca. Uh it, it's, it's been rare to be able to do that. Um, it's it's a weird one as well, on, because on Sunday they actually started, they defended really badly for the first, not just for Godoy Cruz's goal, but for the first probably 20, 25 minutes. It took them a while to click. It wasn't really until the equaliser came, about 19 minutes in, and then a, a few minutes after that. And then they started to sort of, they seemed to settle a bit, and to go, right, okay, yeah, now we've we found our way into the game. Um, and from that point, it was a... Late-ish goal in the first half from Pablo Pérez. His second of the game, in fact, because he got the equaliser as well. Both very nice goals, um, which which gave them the 2-1 lead. And then in the second half, they, they really kept Godoy Cruz at arm's length and didn't have very much to do, to be honest. It was um, a bit disappointing, I guess, from the neutral point of view, particularly after starting mm. off so so well yes. with, uh, with Godoy Cruz taking the lead. Um, and there
1: was a, a play, a, a brilliant play by, I think, Demoro García, uh, Santiago Garcia the Uruguayan striker mm. uh, that from a pass that came from the midfield he uh, gave it uh, from the first intention to, to I think it was uh, uh, I forgot the surname of the of his pair in the, in the strike in the, in the, in the attack Correa uh, Correa yes uh, that couldn't couldn't uh, uh, convert the goal but it was 1-1 at that point mm. it would have meant another uh, uh, of course, uh, goal that for Boca to, to uh, turn around the result and and finally it wasn't. But uh, even when, when the, the match was in 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 uh, in, a, in, a, in a draw, they, they could have scored another one. Um, and after that, yeah, when Boca scored the second one, uh, I think that that was the point in which Boca finally uh, made the match themselves from for themselves. And uh, another point is that I think when the strikers score the goals, that mean that means that the team works alright, that the, the, the team is 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 okay. But when the, there is a, a midfielder like Pablo Perez that mm-hmm. scores two mm-hmm. in the same match, uh, he normally plays as a midfield center midfielder, perhaps uh, participating in a, in a playmaking. That shows another thing about the team, that is that. Uh, uh, well, uh, like for example, Carlos Sanchez made for River when he was at, at, the, at, the, at the team. Uh, like a midfielder that uh, when the team attacks, he can go to the box and, and also participate in the attacks and, and score, of course.
0: Yeah, it is. And it's, it's kind of an Indian summer, really, for, for Perez in terms of his career because since really the turn of the year, he's been playing in he's been in fantastic form he's 32 already I thought he was a bit younger than that I mean I knew I knew he wasn't young young but um, I didn't realise that he was quite that that he'd been around quite that long me neither um, the other two of the big five are San Lorenzo and Racing they were on different ends of one nil home victories San Lorenzo's is one that we're going to talk about very briefly indeed um, because well I didn't see it did you? a bit of, of it Andres saw a little bit of it I saw none of it Um, It was at home to Arsenal. I mean, that's really all you need to say, isn't it? Um, Arsenal uh, remain not a very good team. And um, San Lorenzo are solid enough and had bigger fish to fry, obviously, between two legs of their Copa Libertadores tie against Lanús. Um, The other were Racing, who similarly, I think, given that they're in the Copa Sudamericana... Listeners might remember that uh, English Dan was very pessimistic about their chances in the first leg last week before that game against Corinthians in Sao Paulo. They ended up getting a 1-1 draw, which I think was about the right result from what I caught of that match. Um, And as such, they fielded, I'm going to say, more of a mixed side than necessarily a fully reserved side um, away to Banfield. And they lost 1-0. It was a a fairly good game. It might have been a bit better if Banfield hadn't scored quite as early on because I think that sort of killed it that allowed Banfield to play on the counter-attack a bit more which obviously Julio Cesar Falcione's teams are always very um, comfortable doing Dario Spitanic, the scorer of the goal um, heading in at the far post from a cross-by can you remember who it was? Nor can I I couldn't touch oh Pablo Molce, of course it was okay. he had to play down the left and Molche put it over for him um, so that, that wraps up the big five other noteworthy results from the weekend. Huracan, um, Huracan have got two ru- two wins in a row now. I think this is remarkable. What's mm. going on? The, the,
1: I think the the pair of strikers with uh, Puseto and Avila are is working. Hmm. And yes, they they I think they participate in two of the three goals and it's a good pair. It's like for example, more chances than in Banfield. The same way at, in Huracan with uh, Puseto and, and Avila.
0: Yeah. They they got a 3-1 win away to um, Gimnasia with, yeah, as you say, Puseto got two, Ávila scored one, um, Nicolás Colasso scored for, for Gimnasia. I didn't realise Nicolás Colasso was playing for Gimnasia.
1: Yes, he came for this
0: uh, tournament.
1: He was in, in Australia, I think, in Melbourne City yeah, or something was. like
0: that. Yeah, well remembered. Um, but, yeah... Well done, or Let's see whether they can keep that up. I think that Puseto was, a, he, or he's a good player. But potentially,
1: he he was already good, and uh, he. I think he needed just a a, a, a teammate like like Avila, a strong reference in the in the box. And now, well, in the, in this case, I think the the goals he scored were uh, assistance as assisted by by Avila. It was the other way. The normal thing would be a uh, going from the from from the right or the left and and crossing to to Avila and, and I, th- I think in, in the in the case of Puseto was the other the other way mm. with Avila assisting Kim but yes it's a good a good pair
0: it is yeah uh, Chacarita got what I want to call their first point since promotion but it wasn't was it was it because we said that last week as well so they they obviously got a draw last week does that sound right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they drew away to Atletico Tucumán. Um, and two teams who still have yet to win either of their matches, Tempele and Rosario Central, for the 1 1 draw in the very last game of the weekend. Weekend in inverted commas because it was on Monday night. Um, and Argentinos also. Oh, Argentinos have too, yeah, to of win. course, yeah, because they lost and they home to Belgrano. Um, but yeah Tempele and Centrale drawing 1-1 which means that Centrale have drawn three in a row and Tempele have lost one and drawn two now I think because they lost to River well. oh they lost to River of course on the opening weekend yeah they've drawn two since then um, other than that no sort of results that are actually really jumping out at me other than the ones that we've already talked about um, I did miss most of Saturday's football I have to hold my hands up and confess but no one's paying me yes. to watch no. it anymore so actually I, I don't have to confess anything um, if you want me to watch it listeners then you can send me checks to watch matches and I will do so or bank transfer I'll accept that as well um, otherwise I'm going to enjoy the weekend unless it's awful weather um, shall we move on? shall we yes yes we shall we shall take a short break we've only been recording for 24 minutes this is remarkable it's going to be oh. a really nice short episode it's going to be very easy for me to to edit Um, We're going to take a short break. I'm going to refill my glass. And when we come back, we will answer a few listeners' questions and we will talk about um, somebody doing something that he shouldn't have done. Don't go away. has um, very kindly reminded me before we began this second section that we also need to talk about the Argentine national team as usual as we have been doing now for several episodes in a row and that's because uh, since we last recorded Jorge Sampoli has released his new um, list of call-ups for the upcoming and final Russia 2018 World Cup qualifiers against Peru and Ecuador I remembered it in the end there we go um These are only the players who are called up from abroad. They don't include the Argentine-based call-ups because those can be done at a later date. Um, And so far, they are as follows. Romero, Sergio Romero, Nahuel Guzman and Agustin Marquesin in goal. The defenders who've been called up are Federico Facio, Emmanuel Mamana, who I think is a new call-up for San Paulo at least. Uh, Germán Petzela. Who scored the the other day for Fiorentina.
1: Very good. He's playing for Fiorentina. they're playing for Betis mm. in Spain, and now it's...
0: Yeah. I have a feeling that Pizena might have been involved on the tour to Singapore and Brazil. Uh, Singapore and Australia, sorry, to play Brazil, but I, I'm not yeah. sure, I can't remember. Uh, Javier Mascherano, Nicolas Otamendi, and Gabriel Mercado. In midfield, the call-ups are Marco Acuña, Ángel Di Maria, Lucas Piglia, Lucas Leandro Mm. Paredes, thank you. I got the L right at least. Uh, Eber Banega, Alejandro Gomez, Eduardo Salvio, and Emiliano Rigoni. And the strikers who've been called up or the forwards are uh, Lionel Messi. Diego Messi? I'm going (laughs) mad. Lionel Messi, Sergio Aguero, Mauro Icardi, and Paulo Dybala. Uh, Gonzalo Higuaín still isn't called up. Um, Nor is... I'm trying to work out who the other person is. Is... I apologise for the motorcycle that's just gone past um, Gonzalo Higuain's still not called up. Do you? Uh, how do you feel, Andres, about this as an Argentine?
1: I, I think that uh, from the previous call up that I think Samboli talked with Higuain and and he didn't uh, fi- find him uh, committed to the national team. I think that that's something that has to do with not having been called up. Right uh, now, because Aguero is there, like Aguero and Iwane were the two players that uh, we thought that he would that wouldn't be in the national team anymore. Finally, mm. Aguero is there because I think that Sampoli found something different between Aguero and uh, Iwane. That is that commitment. I I think uh, there was a meeting with Sampoli that Aguero. I think that traveled by plane from Manchester to. Uh, I think I don't know where where he was, where Sampoli was, but he uh, was he he showed Sampoli that he was really interested in, in going coming back to the national team. Mm-hmm. The, the natural thing, because a, any player would <laughs> like to be any uh, again in the national team. And uh, like it looks like Iwain didn't show the same attitude, and and I think that's the main reason why he's not uh, uh, he's again not being called up for for the national team. Mm.
0: Another player who hasn't shown the same attitude at all is Ezequiel Garay, who almost every time we talk about Argentina's defence, it feels like I say I think that they could use Garay's return. He's one of the most solid defenders they've had in the last few years. Um, he told Sampaoli, uh, Sampaoli actually wanted to call him up for this list, and Garay said that um, that he doesn't want to be called up, basically. Apparently, he's got some sort of injury injury. Um, which uh, could be aggravated if he spends too much time on international duty. Um, La are reporting that Garay has effectively retired from international football now. He's not done that officially, um, but apparently, privately, he's, he's told Sampaoli that uh, he'd rather not be called up for Argentina again, which is a loss for Argentina's yes. defence.
1: Of course it's a loss, but uh, I think that now it's Otamendi, you may like him or not, or, or perhaps... I think he's not playing in, at his best level right now, but uh, if, he's, if he's not Otamendi um, it, it is Funes Mori when he recovers from from his injury um, but uh, including Gara in a would mean to start all over and and perhaps uh, when Funes when Mori is back from uh, as I said from his injury uh, he will be in the national team again and in the starting lineup I think I, I can't mm-hmm. say it. it will be for sure, but I think he will. And that would be, for Garay, uh, very uncomfortable, very uh, difficult, because uh, after, I think that Martino, since Sabella that, uh, that, uh, was the, the, goal, the, the coach, that uh, Garay isn't... Uh, well,
0: well, when no, Martino I've, was the coach, he was never called up, right? I, I think Garay played... when um, I read the report of Garay saying this to that They said that he played a couple of years ago. Oh. which must have been under Martino at the very beginning of the World Cup qualifiers, I think, but that was about oh. the only time. Um, so, yeah, maybe. Bowser didn't like him for whatever reason. Now he's Don San Paolino. Um, so we shall see. Um, players who are likely to be added to this list from inside Argentina. Up front, Benedetto is, you would think, nailed on to get another call-up.
1: Well given the the recent uh, skill or the performances that he has has been showing i think that pablo perez mm-hmm. even when there are a lot of midfielders uh, and perhaps uh, martinez piti martinez has been also showed, showing great level uh, i wouldn't say gago because it in it was mentioned that he will deserve another opportunity and then he understood with messi uh, I mentioned the past that he gave Messi against Chile in the previous yeah, did, yeah. uh, qualifiers, uh, that he, he was a good companion to Messi. But now I think that Paulo Perez should deserve a call-up, but I doubt about Gago. Mm. And then Martinez and well, Poncio the same situation like Gago. It's a lot of midfielders.
0: Indeed. Um, regarding the goalkeepers, I've just come across while Andres was talking um an interesting piece of information. Uh, Agustin Marquesin has been called up ahead of Geronimo Rulli. Um, the reason for that is that Sergio Romero is only one booking away against at home to Peru. If he gets booked at home to Peru, he would be suspended um, for the trip to Quito to play Ecuador. And um, uh, so, in order to prepare, if that happens, um, what San has decided to do by calling up Guzman and Marquesin. Um, they're both much more used to playing at altitude because they play in Monterrey and in Mexico City Um, so yeah he's he's decided to go for two goalkeepers who are used to to, to playing at a similar altitude to Quito basically which is an interesting decision and it shows that he's preparing Um, we'll see what happens beyond that but uh, anyway list questions? No, Alexis Sarate first of all, Alexis Sarate is um, a Tempele player at the moment and a former independiente player um, and he has been sentenced to six and a half years in jail for rape basically the, the headlines here all we'll keep calling it abuso sexual I don't know whether there's a legal distinction in with Argentina carnal, between with sexual abuse yes. um, and rape but in, in the UK I'm pretty sure that what he did would be considered rape um, of one of his former independiente teammates um, or youth team teammates girlfriends and um, and his lawyer's been saying all kinds of horribly misogynistic things about it, victim-blaming and whatnot on the radio today, yes. apparently. Um, and, yeah, we should mention that, that it's happened. Um, he did it, and he's going to jail Yes, for
1: it. independently of his... Uh, well, we, we have to mention it because he's a football player mm. that plays in Argentina, Argentinian, and, yes, it uh, touches Argentine football because of that... Uh, and yes, uh, as always, his teammates uh, reacted like, uh, oh, poor guy, He, we, we support him like he was the, the victim. Uh, but we can't expect anything different because uh, uh, football is like that. It's like uh, covering...
0: Well, and Argentine society is like yes. that as well. Too. Not that I'm saying that British society or Anglophone society isn't, but um, Argentine society is as well. Um, and yeah, so you have them all going. Oh no, she's she's making it up. Nothing like that happened, or whatever. But and he's not in jail because uh, the the sentence is not firm.
1: Still, uh, the right, trial is still going. Yes, uh, and well, yeah, of course, the 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 victim's family and 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 the, uh, lawyer wanted him to be right in jail, and well, the trial is still going on, so he's. Uh, and he was even uh, uh, had the, the permit to 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 play mm. but uh, the, the the coach so, Temple flabbers- I withdrew
0: him yesterday from the squad yes. of their own volition right they chose to do that yes. um, but yeah the the thing that 's really surprised me about it nothing to do with football at all, but just in the way that 's been reported is that the girl 's name is all over the press yes. they 're just reporting they're just saying yeah, so hes said to have raped. And then her name. Yes. Whereas in in the UK, I think reporting restrictions mean that you you can't say that you, you can't give the victim's name. Here it's well, in this case, wrong. it but was
1: public, say, and yeah, the victim's name was the the victim was the as you said the girlfriend of Martin Menides who is also involved because he he's accused of uh, covering his 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 friend mm. and and to be in the place of the rape and not doing anything to stop it.
0: But wait, Martin Benitez? Martin Benitez. Oh, okay, right. The the report that I gave gave a a different... Nahuel Benitez. Yeah, Nahuel Benitez. I didn't realise it was the same same player. I did wonder. Um, But yeah, so that's something that we couldn't really not mention, unfortunately. Um, We will now change the subject to happier things and get on to the fate of the national team and how well they're playing and indeed other questions from our listeners. First of all 66 y Estrechas asks Do you think Playing at La Bombonera Will benefit The national team Well
1: he's a I think he's a Supporter of Boca I, And that why From his yes. uh,
0: Avatar image And yes I'm guessing yes. he is um, No No, no. I Don't think it's going to make Any difference As we said last week Really The, the uh, national uh, team Have to win the match Themselves If, if they win it then inevitably, some people in the press are going to go, "Oh, this was because they moved to La Bomonera. You, you, um, you, might, you,
1: you, you must know for, for the for the for the listeners that doesn't know this that the Bomonera doesn't win matches, uh, uh, contrary to the the Boca supporters' uh, feelings and thoughts that they say that the the, the 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 stadium alone wins matches and saves penalties. Well, that doesn't happen. Um, of course, well, if the if the 12 the Barra of Boca Juniors goes goes to the sta- to the stadium and, and and supports the national team, perhaps they make the Bombonera move, like mm. they say. But, but
0: even that doesn't win the match. I mean, yes. it, it's another example for me of the fetishization of, of the fan base and 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 the players and well, sorry, mm. the, the fan base in the stadium that happens sometimes in Argentine football. Is that there is this whole debate now happening about, oh, you know, is this going to benefit them? No, probably not. Uh, what's going to benefit them is if they play better. <laughs> and go out because and pressure sure
1: we is uh, more for Argentina, of course, Peru now has they have also the chance mm. to qualify. Uh, but if they, if they don't, it's not the same situation like Argentina not qualifying, of course. Uh, and being being close to qualify for Peru will be, well, we were close, we, we, we couldn't make it. But for Argentina for is more like a catastrophe mm. for for the supporters and for media and for the journalists that won't go to Russia to cover national team uh, World Cup. So uh, it's pressure already is for more for Argentina than for Peru.
0: Yeah, we're we're projecting to an extent when we say that, but I I hope that if we have any Peruvian listeners, they would agree that mm. the reaction if Peru failed to qualify for a World Cup, the reaction back in Peru will not be. As uh, end of the worlding sort of yes. thing as as uh, as if Argentina did back here in Argentina, um, so we'll see. But no, Lavamoneira, whether it's going to benefit the national team, the fans are going to be slightly closer. If to the we win, bench, if we
1: win, we will say that I mean, it, will, it will benefit, That the benefit was finally yeah. benefit Argentina, and if well, they the doesn't say, win, yeah. we will say, well, you saw that they stay. In, had nothing to do yeah
0: I mean the yes. the pitches are both exactly the same size as we mentioned last week uh, it's, it's the same size as in the Monumental the only
1: difference clear difference is that the, the people is closer to the players yeah. and they can I think sp- spit on them yeah
0: and, uh, and, it, and it also indirectly it screws the fans because yes. La Bombolera has fewer seats and since we last recorded it's been confirmed that the AFA are going to therefore significantly increase the prices for tickets uh, for Argentina
1: $300 is the, the most expensive yeah, ticket. Yeah, the,
0: the, so the, the cheapest ticket was 350 pesos for a, a terrace ticket behind the goal for Argentina against um, the last time qualifier, Venezuela. Um, and the cheapest one uh, next month against Peru is going to be 550 pesos. So, percentage wise, that's an absolutely massive um, hike. And that's because of the fact that La Bombonera has got about 13,000 fewer places, fewer tickets to sell. Um, Ahmed W. Almudaris says if Argentina don't qualify for the World Cup do you think that the AFA would consider a foreign manager? I'm thinking mainly of Pep. No. Well, but Maybe. Ange- I, I mean, I can't see how they would be able to afford Guardiola. But We
1: have we have our reasons perhaps not to believe to Angelici but he said the other day in a, an interview with, they said that he feels that he thinks that Sampoli's uh, era would be a long term uh, contract mm. and not
0: independently of if of, of Argentina qualifies or not. Well, Sampoli supposedly has a contract until the end of the 2022 World Cup, right? And there are some reports that that if uh, they don't qualify then, then that might uh, come under review. But um would they go for a foreign manager? I think they'd look for other Argentine options first to be honest. I think mean, they'd approach Pochettino. Simeone even try, try to get him again even, even Dachardo, really if he finally Dachardo. ends his contract with River at I the think end. those are more likely than trying to go for Guardiola who they just won't be able to afford at this stage And uh, Ahmed has one more question do you think that River can overturn the 3-0 deficit against Wilsterman? it's possible <laughs> of course w- Wilsterman scored 3 the other days so River
1: of course they can but they will have to be more accurate uh, Independently of the how the the, the the field was, the pitch was well, not in 100% of their conditions, but it's not no excuses, Skokos failed uh, two clear options, and if he uh, is more accurate uh, uh, on Thursday, well, that, of course, is the key. Uh, I think River will, of course, try to press high on 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 Wiseman. Wiseman will be there, there with their ten men in the box, trying to get a, any, any counter attack and try to define the series because they draw. Because if they score only one goal, that will make Rivers to be obliged to score five. Mm. Uh,
0: exactly. So, yeah. um, I, I think in, we're going to learn a lot in the very very early stages of that game because if River get a couple of early chances and miss yeah. them. I think you'll see something similar to what happened with Argentina.
1: They will have to score one goal every every twenty minutes to mm. say something like as yeah. an average, because they must score four to avoid penalties. Even exactly, with scoring yeah.
0: three, they will go to penalties. And, and even, even then, I mean, as you quite rightly say, River could come out of the blocks absolutely flying. They could end up three 0 up at half time, and then if Wilsterman come out at the beginning of the second half and get one away goal. Suddenly, it takes all of the wind out of River's sails yes. because River don't need one more goal at that point; they need two. They could, um, but
1: it's not one hundred percent sure, of course. Yeah,
0: because it's uh, uh, very difficult to to predict. Um, if, if they can forget about the pressure that they're under, yes. then they can. Um, Marcelo Gallardo is, is taking River out of their normal training ground, yes. and, and he's—he I think he's specialist some, where in is this other place, do you know. Sorry? The, the place that they're training and for the next couple in, of in days? In the
1: uh, zona norte, it's in Cardales. It's right. near Pilar in, in Buenos Aires in Ah, oh, okay, near Pilar,
0: okay. So it's, I mean, it's outside River's yes. normal environment, and I think that that's part of the reason he's doing that. He's closing them all off to the press. Yeah. And a lot of the reason for that is so that they can put all of the, that pressure out yes. of their minds until they get out onto the pitch on Thursday night. But when they get out onto the pitch on Thursday night, it's going to be difficult to yeah. escape it. So what's we'll, well,
1: I think Acerdo is, for in... in in first, uh, uh, to say something, he's specialist in this kind of uh, things to put the players and be committed in the well the the forthcoming matches match. Uh, but in the other side, he said that uh, th- this will be the best, the the biggest challenge as a as a trainer, as a as a coach, because he, he had never before uh, lost three in in a leg in a first leg of a draw mm. that is home and away yeah. uh, and i think that it defines more than he only to if river goes through the semi finals or not i get that i think that depending on the river on the player's reaction will de- will def- define whether he still he he uh, stays at river in 2018 or not for me wow. it's my opinion because
0: in 2018, you're not saying that he would step down if they go no no no. Right but uh, I think
1: he will, of course, uh, uh, um, stay at uh, when when, when his, his contract ends. Until that, and then if if the if River g- goes out of the Copa torres but the players, I don't I know River go, nil, uh, wins two nil and and like happened in last year we against Independiente del Valle mm. that he, uh, because of the lack of accuracy. Uh, but uh, having a lot of opportunities but they couldn't score is one thing but if they sh- see the players are not at the with the attitude to, to, to turn up, uh, around the 3-0 the, 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 the uh, mm-hmm. that, that would be different I yeah. think it's something that uh, and he, he's I think he's already, uh, apart from that he's t- a bit tired of uh, being at the same team during, during three years Argentine football, River is what. Well, uh, I think that, that if River doesn't pass, but the players aren't with their uh, 100% of attitude, I think that we could define for him to to perhaps not be in, at River in next year. But it's all I, I as I said, it's my opinion only.
0: We shall see. Nate Cubeta asks to Independiente. Have a better chance of reaching the Copa Sudamericana final or challenging for the Primera Sudamericana final? Surely. Yes, it's a uh, close
1: four games from, away.
0: Yes. They're in the quarterfinals. That's two legs. Two legs of the semi-final. Um, the Primera title there are, it Is much harder. Uh, a much harder fight, yes. and um, and they're relying on far perhaps more results he, than just four four games.
1: Perhaps so the question should have been. Who is the favourite in the, an independent wrestling semi final, Copa Sudamericana? Hmm. That, that will be very tight, very even, because now I, I don't think they neither Independiente nor wrestling are playing much
0: better one from the other. No, they're both in good form. Yes, essentially. Simon Clark asks Hi, Simon Andres. Are back to back Huracan wins a flash in the pan? And similarly, um, we have had another question Dawson Pies asks Simon's question touched on this but how much stake do you put in the good starts by Belis and Uracan? Uh, are Orican's back to back wins a flash in the pan let's have a look at Orican's next um... do you know what that means by the way flash in the pan is when you don't expect something to be repeated basically Orican's next um, opponents are home to Union so they've, they've got wins already against Newell's at home And Gimnasia away. Next, they play at home to Union, then away to Defensive Justicia, away to Olimpo, at home to Lanús. So, not necessarily in that they might make it three at home to Union, but Union are in pretty good form themselves at the moment. They've started the season relatively well, I think, if I'm not misremembering things. Let's just check their results so far. Um, Yeah, one draw and and, uh, two wins. Um... After that, the the fixture list starts to get more difficult. They played Newell's at a point where Newell's had just had a very bad start to their season after a disastrous winter. Obviously, Newell's got to win this weekend, but um, that's something that's just lifted them since that happened. And Gymnasia (sighs) Gymnasia are a a, a team who I never quite know how they're going to start a season. Um, So, Urakan could make it three in a row. It wouldn't surprise anybody if they did, it wouldn't surprise anybody now if they didn't either. Um, they do certainly seem to have improved compared yes. with last season. I yes. think a lot of that has got to do with the, the sort of psychological boost of getting Ramon Abila back. I d I don't know whether I'm reading too much into that, but
1: Yes, they they gave some strength in the in the attack as I think I said that uh, uh, with Puseto only Puseto was like a, uh, like there was someone missing there to 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 uh, be with him in the attack, and now they are like more a, com- a complete attack, and and well, it was showed uh, yesterday. No, uh, uh, yes, yes, yesterday, yes, mm. last night uh, against uh, in gymnasia that they, they can
0: be dangerous there with Avila and him is another thing. It's different. Yeah, it is. Um, so we'll see and how much stock do we put uh, in Vélez and Orocan's good starts Orocan's could be promising Vélez has I have to say really surprised me Um, because they have where have I got Vélez's record here it is Um, two straight wins and a draw against well against two weak teams and one of the wins against Atletico Tucumán against a team who are really distracted by the Copa Sudamericana it's true but no goals conceded Velis have, I think, I think we mentioned this last week, and I said I was going to research it, and then I didn't do. I forgot. But Velis have got what looks to me like a very young starting lineup, um, and they've been struggling for a couple of years, and they need good results this season, and they've started off getting them straight away. Um, we're going to find out how, for real, that really is in the next few weeks, because as you mentioned earlier, Andres, uh, this weekend they they're at home to Boca Juniors. The week after that, they're away to Independiente, and then it's Newell's at home. Um, So it's it's a sort of run of certainly two, maybe three trickier uh, matches than they've had so far. And they did drop points away to Chachieres, of course. Um, So we'll see. How much do we read into it? For the moment, not much, because it's only three games still.
1: it's, It's remarkable how sometimes you say well uh, an experienced player perhaps give give the team uh, what they need uh, and perhaps a kid is more unstable in this case of course there were only three rounds and it's early to to say something uh, uh, we have to wait perhaps uh, some rounds to, to, to say something but uh, Pavone was in the attack of Vélez and now Pavone, Pavone has gone and he Left the place to Romero, mm. and he's on fire. A kid that perhaps hadn't didn't have any 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 place in the national in the starting eleven yeah. when when Pavone was there because it's Pavone
0: is a experienced striker. And now Pavone is not anymore, and Romero. He's four goals in those is, first two games. Well, four goals in three games now, but four game four goals in those first two games, obviously because because they drew nil nil in the last one. Um, yeah, as you say, he's he's playing magnificently. Um, it is only three games in, so I, I wouldn't put sort of too much weight on that for the same reason as I wouldn't necessarily start worrying just yet about Argentinos Juniors, um, who've lost their first two games, because obviously the first game was, was postponed, um, or, or Tempele or whatever. You know, None of these sides who've who started poorly either. Um, but we'll see. Ask us again in maybe another month when we're six games in, seven games in. Yes. Um, we shall see. Uh, Tom Robinson asks what's the reaction been to the Alexis Sarate case which we mentioned a few minutes ago um, the reaction from his lawyer as I say has been to go on the radio and mm-hmm. basically accuse the victim of, of lying and the reaction elsewhere well like I said uh,
1: that his teammates were the the, the reaction that uh, you should expect for a player for a I think a player that is the teammate of Sarate and well uh, he has to say something and he said they said that the uh, uh, well it's a poor guy we, we support him uh, but a lot of people uh, is not very happy with this of course as we expect also mm. and the the, the the board members of Templar will decide whether he whether they, I think they, 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 there, there is a probability for them to terminate loan because he's an independent uh, player and some yeah, alone that's right yeah and well, uh, I, I I don't say I don't uh, say that he shouldn't play anymore. but we will see. We will we must see still still see whether he is in jail, in jail or not at the the end of the trial. Hmm. So in that case, he would not be able to play, of course.
0: Yeah, indeed. Um, Tariq Al Haida says Argentina obviously want to qualify directly, but could a playoff against New Zealand be a blessing in disguise, allowing the team more opportunity to gel? What do you think? Well, uh,
1: if I play, if I say uh, the, uh, there is a reality that if you don't win against New Zealand, it's clear that you don't deserve to go to the World Cup. Hmm.
0: Uh, so, no offense to any Kiwi listeners. No, of course,
1: but uh, it would be even good for Argentina to uh, even to prepare for the World Cup to have another another uh, pair of matches like it would be. Uh, 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 Come and the away draw with uh, with uh, or playoff with uh, with New Zealand, uh, and if the way they are they are playing right now, yes, it will be not not bad to be in the in the in the playoff.
0: But if they're not involved in that playoff, then they'll still have a couple of friendlies on those dates as well, which also yes. give the team an opportunity to come together. Presumably, yes. friendlies against European sides in Europe in which case the team don't have to worry but about traveling across the other side of the world or anything as well
1: but the position that Argentina Argentina is right now the playoff position is the position that they deserve to be so i think it's right for Argentina to be in the in the in that uh, position uh, of course if they win Peru and Ecuador Argentina will qualify and 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 this is it. but they they have to go to the to the playoffs I think that I don't know if blessing, but it will be deserved, uh, uh, and yes, that will of course be the, the the decision whether Argentina deserves or not to be in Russia.
0: Hmm. I think the crucial thing to remember is that it's not actually if Argentina don't win these games, then it's not in their hands. They can't afford to aim at that playoff spot for that reason. Not that they were going to, as Tariq points out. Um, but yeah, it, it's I, I'm going to go for no because the team are going to get together anyway during that same international break, whether they're in the playoffs or not. Um, I can see where you're coming from, but personally, I, uh, I don't think that it will make as much of a difference as that. Uh, Tariq also asks, do you think that Rigoni or Salvio should be starting on the right of midfield? From that squad that we read out earlier for Argentina. Um, they have both been called up as midfielders rather than as forwards. They're capable of, of both playing you know, as either um, if uh, the decision was to go for a 4-3-3, then they could play on the right of that three. That would obviously be a bit controversial because that would suggest they were yeah, going There be more strikers
1: than, than midfielders,
0: perhaps. Indeed. Um, but, personally, I'd put Salvio in there. He's got a bit more experience at the top level or well, near the top level than, as, uh, than Rigani, But If
1: Ciampoli decides to, to include a, a right midfielder and he wants to... For example, do something similar to what he did against Uruguay in in Montevideo, Mm. I will put Salvio instead of of Acuña in the right side. Uh As as it was uh, seen that that Acuña wasn't comfortable in the right. Precisely, yeah. So in that case, yes, but uh, we don't know whether the the, the formation or the the, the draw that he will uh, put for that that, uh, for that match uh, I think that there will be not a lot of midfielders of course as they w- as he will push the team forward and try to look for the goal and not be very ordered in in the defense in their back so mm. uh, yes we have to see I think it will be three perhaps a three four uh, well three defenders and yes perhaps uh, three four midfielders one one uh, I wouldn't say enganche, but uh, more offensive. Someone in the hole. Yes. And then two up front.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But I I would go for, for Salvia over Rigoni, personally. But we'll see what happens. Yes. Uh, Liam Kelly has accepted Mystic Sam's challenge for this week. Thank you, Liam. I'll be reading your predictions compared with mine in a couple of minutes' time. Darren Paul says, How much are Rassing missing oed Sincere question. From what I've seen, we have looked poor in the middle. We're glad you're back. Um... I have not caught as much of Racing as darren has this season have you well it's but it's obvious that
1: a is missing because uh, uh he was at Racing for six years yeah. and he had some like uh, balance in the midfield that uh, now with uh the, the Pulpito Gonzalez and um, who's the other one well in that case in uh, on 2nd played on Sunday but he's yeah. not a, the, the normal starting lineup midfielder. he's along with um, yes not Meli who's
0: the other the player no, that the other one yes no I can't remember either he must have been injured or suspended
1: no but he I think he he was reserved for for the second leg of the
0: of the round of 16 against Corinthians for the Copa Sudamericana. I'm just checking the uh, yes. lineup for the previous weekend against Tempele. Eh? That involved... Hang on a second. We're sorry about this, Darren. Uh, that involved Federico Saraccia, Augusto Solari. No, that's neither of them, is it? Um, this isn't very good, is it? It's very unprofessional <laughs> of us. But um, let's check Commonwealth's website. Hang on with us, Darren. And we'll get to you in a second. I, I will say that what I did catch of Racing's game, um, Gonzalez uh, put in at least one quite ugly challenge Ejidio Arevalo
1: Rios I I remember now
0: Ah, it was Arevalo Rios yes
1: the other the the one who played along with uh, Diego González in the midfield Sure. so yes uh, I think that when you see Uh, Diego González and Ejidio Arevalo Rios play for Racing and yes you compare it with Agüed being there as a as a strong midfielder during 6 years Mm. and yes Racing midfield uh, misses Agüed even Meli, I think he's not a natural number five. He's more like running, running, and running, and and, and not being very, very uh, ordered or tidy in terms of the, yeah. the positions. Sure. And uh, yes, I think that Darren is right. He the rushing
0: misses misses uh, a lot, so very, very very much. That, that dynamism, yes. maybe. Yeah. Um, Razvan Bruno Ifrim asks, are there, is there any news about the situation of Alario? You mentioned this to me beforehand, Andres, so I'll let you answer this one.
1: Yes, well, there is a controversy between Bayer the, the new club of Alario, and River, which is that as River uh, considered that Bayer Leverkusen uh, was, n- I won't say not legal, but he was a bit like uh, he, he, they, they took Alario when the transfer window in Argentina was already closed.
0: They, they said that Alario's contract specified a release clause that would apply between certain dates or something. Yes. And no. that Leverkusen had, had offered this money too late for it to apply. No, no, it's
1: not something that has to do with the contract, but with their supposed uh, rule from, uh, from FIFA that uh, states that uh, even with the release clause that any club can 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 mm-hmm. uh, put the money for, for for to free any player from any club. Even with play, paying that release clause, they can't do it when a, a, a season has already started from the club that uh, 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 is the player. Also. I mean.
0: Well, that, that that's not true, though, is it? FIFA, I mean, in, I, I,
1: I, it, it's, so apparently from
0: FIFA is 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 like that, but uh, in, in the English Premier League, the clubs have voted that from next season onwards, or from so from next. European summer uh winter onwards, um, the, the, the English Premier League's transfer window for new registrations will end the Thursday before the Premier League season starts, rather than going on to the end of August. Um, the window for the rest of the English pyramid remains the same. The window for the rest of Europe remains the same, which means the Premier League yeah. clubs, if another European club comes in and pays a release clause, then they lose the player and they can't replace him. And, and but River are saying that that's illegal.
1: Yes, the problem illegal for, for because River has already had already uh, the, the the transfer window ha, has had already closed for Argentina, and so River will, wasn't able to to hire another player, and that's a problem with Argentina, not for uh, I, yeah, I mean precisely. Yeah, they they can, they could have uh, extended a bit more of the transfer window so so that it it was the same as in Europe. Hmm. Riverwell was uh, like a victim of Argentina uh, transfer window. Yeah, uh, I, well. I
0: understand where where you're coming from. I'm just not sure that that's actually a real. The thing is, the is that River actually. Is, the thing is that
1: Javier Gusein will will go to FIFA and and ask for them to to. Uh, let Alario play because he's not
0: yeah, so the issue at the moment is that because of this objection whether River are right or wrong they've refused yeah. to send over the registration the TMS, papers yes, so far the TMS. Right? they, they
1: yeah. didn't send the TMS and Bayer Leverkusen is not allowed to include Alario hmm. the other day uh, Bayer Leverkusen won uh, they scored four goals and Alario wasn't in the team Right. Uh, so well uh, they will go to FIFA and say well let Alario play and there is a work permit something that has to do with the, well, the, the, the law of and, mm-hmm. the, and the and the right for the player to play that,
0: I think FIFA will say, "Well, okay, you can, uh, you can Alario can play for you." So most likely is that um, Alario will be a uh, well, he already is a Bayern Leverkusen player, but that he'll be a Leverkusen uh, active player, let's say, within a few weeks' yes. time. Um, and whatever happens, A-afa, essentially, A-afa. Al, you know. Although I'm a River sympathizer, and you're yes. a River fan, I think we can yes. both say River. It's a, it's
1: a s- it's silly thing because you. Yeah it's yeah there's no decided to, get, to leave so you can't say you can't do anything when no, a player exactly. wants, doesn't want to play with you anymore and, and, and the release fee's been paid yes. as well yes i cut mean, the had had money for his account
0: because yes. Ripper refused to give the, the payment details but um, yes. it's been paid so it's not like leverkusen refusing to hand over the cash or anything either mm. um That's it. Those are all the questions. So I'm now going to play Mystic uh, Sam's theme music. And when we come back, you will hear Mystic Liam's predictions. And you will also hear my predictions. And we will see next week who gets the better of whom. Don't go away. Okay, here are Mystic Sam and Mystic Liam's predictions for the fourth round of Superliga matches. Don't forget, if you want to challenge me next week, you can tweet in to the Hand of Pod Twitter account at Hand of Pod or send me an email, sam at Astelgoldsiempre.com, or via the contact um, form on the Hand of Pod website, which is handofpod.wordpress.com. Here we go. Huracan versus Union. Liam is going for a home win for Huracan. I'm going to go for a draw in that one. Um, Arsenal versus Tempele. Liam's going for a draw. I'm going to go for a Tempele win. Chakarita versus Tacheres. Liam's going for a draw and I agree with him. I think that will be a draw as well. Uh, Sasfield versus Boca Juniors. Liam goes Boca win, and I'm going for a Boca win as well. Godoy Cruz versus Independiente. Liam is going for a draw in Mendoza, and I'm thinking about this, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go for an Independiente victory. That one. Colon against Defensa y Justicia. Liam's going for a home win. I'm going for also a home win. So that's Colón to win that one. Olimpo uh, versus Gimnasia. Liam's going for an Olimpo win. I'm going to go for a draw, I think. Rosario Central against Banfield. Liam's going for a draw. I'm going to go for a. Ooh, Banfield are good now, though, aren't they? I think you're away. I will mm. put it away. Put I'm, I'm going to let you swing me, Andres. I'm going to go for an away win as well. Banfield to win that one. River vs Argentinos, we're both going for home wins, Racing vs San Martin, we're also both going for home wins, Lanús against Newells, Liam says draw, I say Lanús win, and Estudiantes vs San Lorenzo, that's an interesting one to put on a Monday night. Um, Liam's going for a San Lorenzo win, and I'm gonna go for a draw. Because Mostly the because Serenzo plays tomorrow Precisely Estudiantes have got nearly a full yes. week to recover I'm assuming that one actually is on Monday and that Liam has listed all these in the no, Sorry not tomorrow plays. they play the same day they play on Thursday yeah, on, on yes. the same day as River do in the Libertadores uh, Last week by the way Listers, I playing against nobody got 7 out of 14 so 50% which isn't bad actually no i yeah. say it like that the, the, the former
1: was 3 out of 14
0: Yes, thank you for reminding me. That's um, very kind of you. Uh, uh, so we shall see next week whether Liam does better or whether I do better. Um, for now, listeners, thank you very much for listening for another week. If you are Jewish, then Happy New Year, Rosh Hashanah, um, to you. For to well, for in twenty-four hours' time, it'll be much less than twenty-four hours. Obviously, by the time you hear this. And whether you're Jewish or not, continue to listen after this full-time theme music and I will let you know the result of Estudiantes versus Nacional, which is still 0-0 at the time of... speak. No, it's not. Nacional have just scored, as I was saying that. 1-0 to Nacional uh, with 26 minutes to go, which means that... Well, now Estudiantes need three in the last 26 minutes. Um, So I'll let you know whether Estudiantes managed to get those three goals or not. For now, please join us again next week when we should be back to a normal schedule, I think, on Wednesday night. Um, Thank you very much, and goodbye from Andres. Goodbye, thank you. And from me, goodbye and thank you. And to conclude, Estudiantes versus Nacional has just finished 1-0, so Nacional de Paraguay go through 2-0 on aggregate and will face Independiente, in the quarterfinals of the Copa Sudamericana. An apology, by the way, to my Jewish listeners. Um, when I said Rosh Hashanah a couple of minutes ago, I meant to say Shana Tova.